Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Can We Help You podcast. I'm Jax. I'm Sash. I'm Franco. We're the brothers and sister you wish you had, always wished you had and always wanted and now we're here with you. Uh, We come at you, we come at you, we come to you, into your ears every few days and we take your questions, big, small and otherwise, and we we open them up, we read them and we go, hey, can we help you with that? Don't come in Um, people's ears. That sounds... (laughs) Wrong no, and Hey, illegal. don't kick shame. <laughs> no, I'm not, but you're just offering that up and people might not have wanted it. That's all. Some people might be into that. You don't know. I'm sure someone is out there somewhere. <laughs> it's not what we should make our podcast about, though, really. No. no. Well, we might get a lot more successful by making our podcast about that. Niche kinks. What about that? <laughs> you could use your music a lot more. Oh, yes, the old... Uh... Still talking about ears, right? Is is ears the kink that we're that we're really deciding on? No. Well, we're just you know we're considering an, a show about uh, obscure kinks. Yeah. Obscure kinks. If you have an obscure kink, yeah, let us know. Can we help you podcast on socials? Can we help you podcast at gmail.com? Send us your your obscure kinks. I don't want yeah. feet. Oh, I'd love just to read about the it. the weirder and, and less common the better. Yeah, that could your be feet's fun. common. That could something, be a fun episode. Um, also, can we help you podcast.com so you can stay anonymous? You didn't give that one, Franco. Oh, yes. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that is an option. It'll ask you for your email, but everyone puts Ronnie at ronniemail.ron. Yeah. Maybe we should start ronniemail.ron and we could build that as a website. That's our new business. That sounds like a lot of work. 
We barely get this done. Imagine starting an email client. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jax, what's going Uh, on in your neck of the woods? You uh, had to delay our start a little bit today. Yes, so we're recording this a couple of days. I feel like every week now we're like, we're recording this a couple of days early because of this or that. This time it's because there's a hurricane alert for, well, tropical storm alert for California, Southern California. So um, everyone was like, oh, what time are we on to today? And I was like, just just give me a minute. I've got to go out. I've got to do some last-minute hurricane preparation. Um, now, this is – California doesn't get hurricanes. So I was going to say. No, I didn't think hurricane? so. Hurricane. Um, hurricanes. Um, it's the first tropical storm we'll have had since 1939, and it's the first tropical storm watch – ever um, that California has had. So everyone's a little bit unsure what to do Mm. and I've been following the news. I mean, no one's really sure exactly where it's going to go. The news kind of has this like uh, trail of like where it thinks the eye is going to go and Mm. so we're looking at that and we're like, oh, yeah, it might just kind of go east a bit and miss us. But then I realised that if you look at the actual storm on a map and not the little trail, the storm is big enough to cover the entirety of Southern California what? in wow. one go. I'm, I'm just <laughs> looking at it now. Yeah, it's a it's a hell of a big storm. Like it's it's yeah. covering pretty much all of all of Southern California and then just on up into the next state like it's nothing. Oh my god! Yeah. So uh, as we're recording this, I think it's just south of Mexico. Looks like it's um, just off the coast of Mexico as we are speaking. I've got a live map actually. This is cool. Oh, lovely! Yeah. So I'll let um, you know if we need to pause if it if it rapidly approaches you or something. I'll um <laughs> I'll give you a heads up. I mean, this. They're saying it's not going to hit properly till tomorrow, but the thing is no one's really, uh, you know, obviously the East Coast gets lots and lots of them. Mm. But over this side of town, no one really is sure what to do. So um, they've been handing out sandbags. They've been, I think everyone's sort of like prepare for the worst and hope for the best. The, we went up to the, we've been doing a lot of shopping today to get to get supplies. All of the water is gone. We just went up because we thought, oh, oh, let's just get some last-minute things. I got some, like, shelf-life milk and um, things like that. And there's, like, empty sh- – it feels like we're in the pandemic again. It's, oh, like, no. empty shelves. That's what I was going to say because I'm looking now. I'm looking on um, on the LA Times at photos of, like, Costco and there's just pallets yeah. and pallets of water bottles and toilet paper yeah. is a big one. It would have been exactly like COVID, right? You, you went out to buy supplies yeah. and so would have everyone else. Yeah. Everyone else. And I think the thing that's hard is because I was like – what do we do here? And they were like, oh, you know, um, prepare in case the power goes out for a few days or you might not have water or you might not have. And I was like, I mean, surely, surely not. But you just you just don't know. The thing I don't have is a torch. And so I'm charging up all my, like, I've got all my devices <laughs> charging up, my power banks charging up. Yeah, I was going to say, like- get your power banks sorted. Um, it's interesting because Australia's big cities don't really get – like we get storms, obviously, and they can be like yeah. pretty hectic. But I don't know. I, I can't think in memory of a time that a storm has like disrupted power for more than a few, maybe a day or two, maybe. Yeah, but that's a like a couple hours. Yeah. I think is the most yeah. I can remember. Very extreme. So I haven't really ever been through. I guess the closest I've been through to that is bushfires um, when I've been yeah. in the bush. Mm. Um, but in terms of like big city stuff like that, like. We'll get a storm warning and everyone just goes about their day. Like it's not 
It's not like <laughs> go to the shop and buy supplies. I think it, it's something that happens more in smaller towns and smaller cities in Australia, but definitely not our big cities. It's crazy to think all of California is kind of prepping yeah. for something that big. LA, like this massive city and we're all prepping and the, the, the stores today were pandemonium and it's just – uh, you know, I'm not sure what to expect because I know it's going to be tropical, you know, it downgrades from a, you know, it was a Category 4, now it's a Category 3, then it's a Category 2 and it's going to be downgraded, I think, to a tropical storm by the time it hits land where we are. Mm. But um, I just am not sure what to expect because, you know, we get, even though, like, obviously northern Queensland gets lots of cyclones. Yeah. But down south, you know, Sydney and Melbourne, we get storms. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm not really sure whether this is going to be worse. Like, we get well, lots of wind in Melbourne. I don't know if this is going to be worse than that or is it mm. – am I going to look out tomorrow and be like, oh, what are they complaining yeah, about? Yeah, no, it's just a storm. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. Is everyone being nice to each other? That's one thing that can happen when everyone shit hits the nice fan. Everyone is being nice to each other. Okay, that's good. I think everyone's a little on edge, but but everyone is not being nice to each other. Good. Um, I have just seen a headline, which I don't think I've ever seen for, for something in Australia, but um, the Navy announced on late Friday that it will send many of its warships out of the San Diego Bay on Saturday mm. to make sure it's easier to manage and secure vessels that need to stay in port when Hurricane Hillary al- arrives. Hillary. So if yeah. the Navy's... Hillary. Hillary. Oh, She's no. coming yeah, at you. I coming think at um, us. if the Navy's all over it, then, then it's a pretty big deal, I'd say. Mm. It's mm. worth buying some extra toilet paper. They evacuated Catalina Island, um, so oh, wow. everyone's everyone's left Catalina Island um, to go on to Long Beach to for you know. And I, I mean, I don't know the city. I'm seeing on Instagram the city's like <laughs> I was like not too concerned about it, but then I'm like, oh, the city of you know where I live. It's like the city is handing out sandbags, and then it's like three hours later, the city has almost run out of sandbags, <laughs> and I was like. Oh. It's just like, uh, like I don't know. Is this going to be a thing, or I don't know? I guess by the time this comes out, we'll know. Has your work told you to work? Like, you know, I know you work from home a lot anyway. But have have you had the directive to not come to work? No, we don't normally go into the office anyway. But so there hasn't been any particular directive come through. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know if people are expected to go to work. I know that um, there's a lot of places that aren't opening on Monday mm. in be, be case of the the hurricane. Um, won't be opening tomorrow in case of in case you know whatever happens happens. Um, I think it's you know it's it's set to go right through like the deserty areas and a lot of those places get like a couple of mils of, of rain every summer and now they're going to get like a torrential downpour, twenty yeah, mils of rain or something. Yeah, wow. Well, we hope everyone stays safe, including you, Jax. Um, yeah. I'm sure. Well, no, I have no idea, but. I, I'm sure everyone will be fine eventually. <laughs> That's not very reassuring. Everyone will be fine eventually. <laughs> no promises for tomorrow, but eventually. No, but eventually. I'm just planning to stay inside all day. I'm just like, oh, well, I just that's why we sort of got food. We got a lot of snacks. My concern is if the power goes out mm. because we don't have gas. We, our, our, like, stove is electric. Oh, and so if the power goes out, then we're, we're living on... Cereal. <laughs> we're living on cereal and cereal with uh, shelf life milk and chips yeah. <laughs> until the power comes back. Also, don't, make, don't open and close your fridge a lot. Maybe get an esky with some ice in it because um, that's another problem is if your power's out and you've got food yeah. in the fridge, it'll keep for a couple of days if you keep the door shut. But obviously, you know, if you're getting stuff in and out, it's another yeah. story. Yeah. 
And that's the hard thing. If the power does go out, it's like you don't know when it's come back on. Like if you if you know that it's like coming back on in a few hours, you're like, oh, I just I just grab something out of the fridge. But uh, who knows? Could be back in an hour. It could be back in days. It's um, it's pretty wild being somewhere with no power when you can't leave. During the 2019-2020 bushfires, we were on the mm. south coast and the power went out and you're in a small beachside village. Mm. A lot of the houses around there have generators, but my parents didn't because it was a holiday yep. house at the time. And, yeah, we didn't know. We, we could not leave because the roads were closed because the fires were burning yeah. over the roads and we were just we were just stuck. And at my parents' house, because they're on tank water, water runs off the electricity. So your toilets, yep. your showers, your drinking water, we had to go out to the water tank with a bucket and fill up the bucket <laughs> and, like, pour, pour water down the toilet to try and flush it drink out of the tank, like directly out of the tank. It's It's gone through a filtration system by that point. It was clean and fine. But we we ended up rationing. We were down to rations. We were rationing out packet noodles. Oh, my God. And there was no coffee. There was no milk. It was it – was No coffee. No coffee. We even drove <laughs> to like a few – so we could get into the nearest town. Everywhere mm. was sold out of everything or closed because people had bought yeah. up everything. So we <laughs> – it was it like, you know, I can look at it now and kind of, and you know, at the time, it, I think Australians are pretty resilient. You kind of just go, okay, well, this is the situation yeah. we're in. We had some go bags. We could get down to the beach if the fire came to us. Yeah. Thank God it didn't. But yeah, you just, you, we just played board games and drank whatever wine we had left, a couple of beers, <laughs> uh, went to bed early. Like you just kind of, yeah. you just yeah, exactly. do what you got to do. I stocked up on board games in case the power goes out. Good call. Candles? Have you got candles? Candles, got some candles. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, as an Australian, we're used to bushfires. We're used to, you know, I mean, I'm sure the people in um, northern Queensland mm. are like, oh, what are you complaining yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, as people who live in the southern parts of Australia, we're kind of used to, you know, baddish storms, but not used to um, Hurricanes. A, a tropical storm hurricane watch alert. Yeah. So, um, When's it due to make yeah. landfall? Um, they reckon tomorrow, so today's Saturday that we're recording this, um, Saturday night. So Sunday it's going to hit us and then kind of go through Sunday into Monday. And they reckon by the end of Monday we should be out of the woods. So Okay. Well, keep us posted. We'll be thinking yeah, best of you. Luck. Yep. Oh, I'm, sure you guys will be, I'm sure you guys will be fine. Hopefully it's completely downgraded by the time it makes landfall and it's just a bit Hopefully. of a nasty storm that wash, washes through. Um, but, yeah, good luck to everyone who's... Well, I guess by the time this comes out, it would have all happened. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I hope everyone's doing okay now. I hope everyone's yep. got the power back. Yep. I had no idea. When you said, I've got to go to the shop to get hurricane stuff, I went, what are you talking about? What hurricane? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had no idea. I haven't seen anything like, about it. To be honest, it's Sunday here, so I haven't been in the news cycle for the last two days, so maybe that's why. But, um, yeah, all the best. You'll be right. She'll be right, mate. She'll be right, mate. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, I have a question here from Ronnie. Now, Ronnie got in touch oh, hello, Ronnie. via hello, Ronnie. email. Sure enough. I'm going to start reading out the fake emails. Uh, this one wrote <laughs> Ronathy. R-O-N-A-T-H-Y at gmail.com. Thank you, Ronathy. What Ronnie's th- short for? Ronathy. Ronathy. I thought it was Ronathy all along. Ron, Ronald. I thought it was Ronaldina. Ronald. Ronaldina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and thank you to the listeners who have been paying their listener tax. This one actually is subject line listener tax, so thank you. Well, thank you. Um, and remember, you, your taxes are due. Uh, they are and due. And you are completely... Almost legally, almost obligated to um, to send us a question. If you listen to this podcast, it's part of the deal. We give you yep. the answers, and you ask the questions. Yeah. Correct. You're, so you're compelled to ask. So. You are compelled. Don't make us send you your uh, your summons. Yeah, there we go. That's the word. Your summons. <laughs> yeah. Don't your don't question make summons. Us, yeah. Send the lawyers. Yeah. Can we help you? Podcast dot com. It's the easiest way to do it. Ronnie writes. Hi team. And Jax. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello, Ronnie. Excuse you, Ronnie. Uh, I currently volunteer weekly at a dog shelter in Melbourne, as I have always loved oh, dogs but nice. haven't had the space or money for one for a while. My partner oh, and I, I are that. now in a position to adopt a small to medium-sized dog and get one of those sad doggos out of the cages at the shelter. However, we really love to travel. Will this make travelling significantly harder to the point where I shouldn't bother adopting? And if I was mm. to adopt, what dog would you recommend? I'm not into small yappy dogs like Pomeranians. Thanks a lot, Ronnie. Ronnie, good on you for volunteering. Um, yeah, it's not well easy done, seeing pups in those conditions and shelters do the absolute best that they can. But a lot of dogs get really stressed out in those environments, which is you know, completely understandable. So good for you, Ronnie. Well done. I love that you're in a position to adopt now. However, I do I do hear you on the travelling front. Now the old travel front. Yeah. We're really lucky. In Melbourne we found it really hard because we my last dog was super anxious, didn't really like humans, yeah. except for Shane and I and a couple of family members. Wasn't he on Xanax? Yeah, he no dog he Xanax? was on Prozac. Prozac, uh-huh. Prozac, sorry. Um, he was, he was on Prozac and he got a lot of training and we got to a point where we knew how to look after him the best for him, but it made it really, really hard to go places. And unfortunately, a lot of shelter dogs are 
traumatized or have had really bad experiences or might have separation anxiety, like you've got to prepare yourself for that when adopting a shelter dog and be prepared to put the work in. It doesn't mean that they're ruined. It just means that they might take a little bit of extra work. And I will just say puppies can a, a nightmare. Having a puppy is like having a newborn baby. It's They're crazy. They bite it's and chew everything. Job. It is. It, people, like, undersell getting dogs so much, but puppies in particular, sometimes a shelter dog is the best option because they come in and they, yeah, and they know they're toilet trained and they yeah. know how to eat and all that and then you just happy days. The thing with a baby is that at least you can put a nappy on it, but you can't put a nappy on a dog. Uh, you you can, and I have seen it. I don't condone it, but people do it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Crumpet would literally, I would be downstairs with him, take him out to the toilet, bring him upstairs, and we'd be like in the bedroom on, on the bed, and I'd be like getting ready to go to sleep, and it, or I'd be getting changed or whatever, and he'd be walking around the bed, and all of a sudden he'd just start peeing. I'm like, I literally just took you outside. And <laughs> just doesn't might get I the make message. the point... I'm sorry, I'm going to get on my soapbox. They're learning. Do not punish a dog that has had an accident in their house because they're still trying to – Crumpet's perfectly house trained now. Just took him a good six months. You say no, you take them out, but don't punish yeah. them. And you should reward them a lot when they pee outside or poop outside. You can give them treats. You go, yay, woo, and then they figure out that it's like a great thing yeah, to do that. I mean, you don't know. They might just be copying you when you pee on the bed. Though. Yeah, like, good oh, well, point. Why can't I do that? Never thought you know? of it that way. That's why you should always <laughs> pick the dog out before you um, do anything with, with a partner or always peeing on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I pee on the bed, I make sure to cr- kick Crumpet out now. There we go. It, uh, we're really lucky. We, Like I said, in Melbourne it was hard. We didn't have family. We couldn't really leave him with any of our friends because I felt bad for them having to look after a weirdo like Jack. Crumpet is a very social, friendly little pup and luckily he um, really likes going to my auntie and uncles and they don't have any pets and so whenever we go away we leave him with my auntie and uncle. They have like a townhouse with a yard. Um, he's going to be with them while we're in Europe for a month so... We're really, really lucky. That's my first suggestion. Do you have family or friends who are happy to take your dog while you travel? If that's the case, get a dog. Absolutely. It's not like you can travel. You're not going to be traveling, you know, every week. If you travel once every few months, that's totally fine to leave your dog with someone for a week, two weeks, three weeks. The other option, Ronnie, community groups. On my, I'm part of a community group called Inner West Dogs. And there's lots of people who actually post there and go, hey, like I'm a, I'm a student, I can't have a dog because I live with my parents or whatever. Like if you ever need like free house sitting and dog sitting, obviously you have to vet these people, make sure that they're legit and not freaks who want to steal your shit. But, you know, there'll be people out there who will look after your dog for free. Alternatively, there are also paid sites. There's a bunch if you type in pet sitting Sydney or Melbourne or whatever you'll get a bunch of websites. I haven't used any personally, so I can't personally recommend any. Oh, actually, that's a lie. I did sign up with Mad Paws and that seemed quite easy. However, it was quite expensive. That's another yeah, option. Yeah, I've, I've used Mad Paws before and it was it was fine. Yeah, it was expensive. Yeah. Um, if you have unlimited funds, shouldn't be an issue, Ronnie. <laughs> 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 but yeah, the other option is like you can use some of these sites and and get, you know, a dog sitter for a weekend and start to kind of put together a I guess a community of people and places that your dog knows and can go to and then maybe you can just kind of chat to them for for longer term arrangements yeah. and and once you once you've kind of met these people it might be a bit easier. 
Yeah. I used to love when I was still living at home, I used to love house sitting for my auntie and uncle. They had cats, so that was easy. Just, you know, stay there and feed the cats and whatever. But um, uh, if you have young relatives, you know, in their late teens or early 20s who might still be living at home but want to play house for a couple of weeks, that's a really great option yeah, as well. that's a good idea. Because mm. then you don't have to pay them. You've got someone looking after your house and you've got someone looking after your dog, which is, you know, triple threat. It is a pretty good deal. Honestly, the fact that we travel so much is, I mean, we can't, as in the terms of our lease, we can't get a dog anyway, but um, the fact that we travel so much has stopped us from getting a dog mm. because it just, you know, and look, we're in a different country. We don't have family who can look yeah. after the dog. And it's it can be a big ask. I mean, even if your dog's really well trained, it can still be a big ask to ask friends to absolutely you know, dog sit. Unless that you know, unless you have really good friends who just absolutely adore your dog, which, you know, I mean, that can happen too, but um, it, otherwise it can, it can be a big ask. So I'm sort of like, we'd love to get a dog. Mm. But, I mean, firstly, apartment living with a dog, it feels like, a lot more work than non-apartment living with oh, a dog. Oh, it is. Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> but we've got the grass mat on our balcony, so he can. we don't have to yeah. take him out to go to the loo. See, when we moved in here, we tried the grass mat and the dog just mm. was not having it. So, yeah, I um, I usually go out at you know sometime between 10 o'clock and, and 1 a.m. every night <laughs> to just take the dog out before I go to bed. Have you heard of pheromone spray? I have. The thing have is, you tried it? Going to Bunnings and getting the grass things and, and like setting it up on the balcony and all of that sort of thing is so much effort for something that might not work. Like I, I, I yeah, do complain, idea. but I'm fine going out. I'm going to give you a 95% chance it'll work. AstroTurf, you can get a square for $20. It's 20 bucks. The pheromone spray you get from Pet Barn or Pet Stock or whatever your pet shop is near you, because um, mm. Crumpet wouldn't go when we moved here. And then I went and got that. And within a day, he was peeing out there and he's consistently right. done it ever since. Really okay. easy. I've got yeah. some. When we, we, we've got to swap something. When I, I'm happy to give you our one because we don't, we don't need it anymore. I've got a huge bottle. I'm more than happy to give you ours and oh, you can give it a go. Jeez, uh, for the people who aren't in the loop, that sounds incredibly strange. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we should probably clarify that then. And it actually concerns a Ronnie. Um, we had a Ronnie reach out to us with a question about a job they were in and they were working at a stadium in the US. And we're like, what stadium? And da-da-da. Ronnie got back in touch with us and offered to send us jerseys from the team that plays at his stadium. I'm not going to say it because I think Ronnie was a bit cagey with the thing, but a very yeah. well-known sport team in the world. I was very excited when I opened it. Oh, anyway, yeah. I, I, I know this team and I, I don't yeah. follow any American sports. No, no. Ronnie sent Jack's three jerseys with our last names on them, which is amazing. This was months ago and when Jax's mum came to the States, Jax gave his mum our jerseys so that she could send them from Australia. However, she sent Franco my jersey <laughs> and my jer- uh, and Franco's yeah. jersey to me. And thank you, Mama Veggie, for the <laughs> thank effort. Thank you, Mama Veggie. Um, yeah, just yep. slight little, just little a mix little up. That's up. all right. Close, close. Close, but no cigar. So that is what we have to swap. So at we're some gonna point. we're gonna meet up and swap, and I'll get some pheromones off you too. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> Ronnie. Back to Ronnie. Just the other point I want to make is if you are not prepared, if you have, because this is the thing, right? If you're adopting a dog, you don't know how they're going to be when you get them home. It's the same as when you buy a dog. 
you don't know what they're going to be. They've got their little personalities. And if you bring this dog home and it is not okay with being left and you end up feeling guilty for traveling or like you can't travel and you're not prepared to take on that sacrifice for a dog, yeah, then don't do it. Don't. Don't do it because then you're going to have to rehome the thing or your dog is going to be neglected and be really sad and it'll probably make you feel really sad too because you obviously care about dogs since you work in a shelter. But you do have to kind of – I really do think having a dog is similar to having a kid where it's like if you care enough about that dog, it changes how you do things. It changes how you go out. It changes how long you can go out for. It's almost worse than a kid because at least a kid grows up and they become independent. A dog – yeah, is never. reliant on you for its entire, entire life. So a kid, like, you get a kid who's, you know, socially anxious and has attachment issues. Once they get to about 13 or 14, they're probably going to be sweet, right? They're going to be fine. They <laughs> get independent, you know. At worst case, 18, right? That dog, I mean, never. if that dog's got attachment issues, it's going to have attachment issues until it, Go Guys. shuffles off this mortal coil, yeah, and uh, however long coil. that's going to be, and <laughs> and you have to feed it every day for all of those years. It's not like again, kids they get to a certain age, you're like, oh, go make yourself a sandwich. Not with dogs, Mm-mm. almost worse than kids in terms of the commitment required. Yeah, it is, and I mean, and you I can think- leave a kid, you can leave a kid with a parent or a friend or a grandparent or whatever, and they're like, oh yes, I'd love to spend time with your kid. Of course, I'll take them for the weekend. You go off on a date weekend dogs no people unless you have they have a very very particular type of person they're gonna be like oh my god do i really have to look after the fucking oh, dog again I, no i disagree i think that if you have close family and and or friends it's it's pretty easy to find someone to mind a dog for a night or for a weekend you can also Harder go out a kid though oh i disagree i think i think dogs no, are I think actually probably Easier, yeah, easier to look after compared to a kid because you feel a lot more pressure when you're looking after someone else's kid. You're like, oh, <laughs> well, that's true. there is a yeah, you need to make sure they stay alive because the thing about kids at a certain age, at least, they are often just trying to put themselves in danger, and um, mm. and dogs are a bit more chill than that. Yeah, yeah, I, guess I so. think I I really do genuinely think having a dog is like having a child. I'm not saying I am. You know, people For get reference, really uh, None of the three hosts of this podcast have children, and sorry yeah, to any parents no. out there well, who yeah. think that yes. we are completely wrong. I I don't care. I think they just <laughs> haven't experienced dog ownership. When you have a dog that you really really care about, some people have dogs as window dressings. I have a dog because I love my dog and it's a part of my family. Um, I do genuinely think it's 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 similar to having a kid. So, with that said, Ronnie. If you're prepared to make that commitment and, you know, potentially have to cut back on your travel um, and you're not willing and you don't want to do that, that's fine. That's totally fine if you don't want to do that. But don't get a dog. Like, just just don't do it. It's, it's, it's mean to the dog and it's mean to you because you'll end up having a shitty time as well. I think the other option, though, with Ronnie, you know, being at, like, working at the shelter is that you might have the option or you, you might get lucky and find a relatively young dog that might still be a puppy that um, you've got the option then to, you know, adopt the dog and get it used to going to different places very quickly. So go to your mm. friend's place where, where it might, um, you know, stay over overnight or something. And if you get it used to that mm. very early on, then when you go to Europe for a month, it's not as hard. The other thing I'm sure, Ronnie, you could do through your shelter is foster. So you can take them home oh, yeah. and look after them and they live with you for weeks, potentially months. And you can then decide to 
to adopt it if it's if it fits in with your lifestyle and it's going to be a, a great dog and a great companion then you can decide to adopt it maybe that's the way to go to see if you know the dog is going to fit in with your lifestyle just don't get a cat no don't Love get a cat no. don't get a cat don't do it Thanks for listening to the Can We Help You podcast. As always, you can get in touch with us if you have a unique or niche kink or fetish. Uh, if you have a question, if you have a comment, right. if you have feedback. I forgot about that for a second. <laughs> if you have, uh, I don't know, you just want to chat. Uh, if you're lonely, if you're um, at, without power during a hurricane and you're like, what can I do? Send us a question at Can We Help You podcast or can we help you podcast.com? Correct. And you'll find us there. Couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, yeah, we'll be back well in done. a few days and uh, we'll get an update on how Jax went through Hurricane Hillary. Hill dog. Hill dog. Hill dog. <laughs> Stay tuned for the Hill dog update. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.